I'm more than my body and I get to experience life in this body. Welcome to Shoulders Down, a podcast about intuitive eating and living. I'm your host, Leah Kern, and I'm an anti-diet dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. In this podcast, you will learn to harness your body's innate wisdom to govern not just how you eat, but also how you live. It is my mission to help you heal your relationship with food and body so you can live your most aligned and fulfilling life. Welcome, and I'm so glad that you're here. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Shoulders Down. Today, we have a graduated client of my one-to-one coaching program, The Embodied Method, coming on the podcast to share her story. And it's truly such an inspiring story. We hear all about how she struggled with her relationship with food since the age of 12, And we hear about how she went from being a lifelong dieter to making peace with food and body and becoming an intuitive eater. So I am so grateful to Corinne for coming on and being open to sharing her story. It's truly so inspiring and I can't wait for you to hear it. Before we dive into the episode, a quick announcement. If you have not already downloaded my Mindset Matters free mini course, head to the link in the show notes and grab that free mini course right now. You definitely don't want to miss it. This is truly one of the most generous free offerings I've ever released. So the Mindset Matters free mini course unlocks three videos from one module of my online course, which is called The Return. That course has over 70 video modules taking you through my entire process of how to heal your relationship with food and body and become an intuitive eater. The exact process that I used with Corinne, the client who is on today's episode. And this is the exact process that helped her get to this place of peace and ease and freedom with food and her body. So if you want to start doing something to walk towards healing your relationship with food and body, you can head to the link in the show notes and grab that free mini course. And keyword is free. Like it's a way to get started without having to make a huge commitment or a big investment. It's three videos plus two bonus resources that you'll see when you download it. And it really is a great way to start walking towards healing your relationship with food and body. Again, without, you know, having to make a big commitment, it's it's a really tangible step and amount of content. So I'm so excited for you to have access to that. And without further ado, we're going to dive into this conversation with Corinne. Hi, Corinne. So excited to have you here to chat about your journey. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Yay. (laughs) Um, So, oh, I should have looked this up before, but it's been how long since we finished in the Embodied Method together? Like a month? Like a month, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Corinne and I work together in my one-to-one program, The Embodied Method, and it's been about a month since she graduated. And today we're just going to kind of catch up and and hear about her journey. These videos can be so helpful for people, or if you're listening to the podcast, it can be so helpful to hear someone's story because I think so often we think like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Intuitive eating works for other people, but like that would never be me. So for folks to get to hear 
what your relationship with food was like before doing this work, what it's like now after doing this work can help to kind of allow people to see themselves in in the story. Yes, for sure. So I'd love if you can just start by telling us a little bit about your relationship with food and body before doing this work. Okay. So (laughs) it's kind of a long story, but basically I've been weight cycling or dieting for like ever since I can remember probably like 12 years old when I was going through puberty and you gain a little weight. And then my mom, the sweetest person in the whole world, but would sometimes be like, make sure you stand up straight, suck it in. She was doing Weight Watchers. And then I was like, well, maybe I should be doing that too. And so, you know, I just kind of like followed the same path and was concerned about what I was putting in my body, making sure it was all like salad and like the good foods, even though we know that no food is good or bad. (laughs) But I didn't know that then. And I felt bad anytime, you know, I went out for ice cream with my grandparents or like had chocolate chip pancakes for breakfast, I would always just feel like guilty. Like, is this going to make me fatter? Or am I going to be, you know, just, just feel icky. And so that was not fun. Um, and then, yeah, basically through college, same thing, just trying all these fad diets to get to like my goal weight, which I would get there and I would still be like, I need to lose more or I'm, I still look fat or I still look whatever just like still mean to myself. And it was just not a fun place to be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and what was like that, that final kind of like tipping point for you to reach out and get support? Like what was the the journey like from the years of chronic dieting and being unkind to yourself to taking the steps and enrolling in an intuitive eating coaching program? Yeah. So I had a baby in like 2021 and then went on Weight Watchers right when I could basically, and they have like a, for breastfeeding moms option, which so dumb, but (laughs) it worked. Like I lost the weight. I lost all the baby weight and everybody's like, Oh my God, you look amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, I don't like this. It feels gross. Like I just grew a child and like, I don't, it shouldn't matter what my body looks like afterwards. And so I just felt like, I felt like, yes, I did lose the weight. I did what they said you're supposed to do after you have a baby, but I was still like, I really want to eat a pizza or like, I really would love to have chips or whatever it is that I just wanted. That was like too high of points for me to eat. So I just kind of, I talked to my therapist about it and she's like, have you heard of intuitive eating? And I'm like, you know, I have. And she told me to follow a page called diets don't work and a couple other. And that's how I found you. And I was like, Ooh, I really like her vibe. And I was so I reached out because I was just like, I had just signed up for like the year long subscription to Weight Watchers, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so, you know, I'm still paying for it, but like, it's fine. It's, yeah, it is. Oh, this is coming back to me from your discovery call. I remember that you had just signed up for another year and yeah, you're still paying for it in money, but, but you're not paying for it in your life and the deprivation and the anxiety and stress that comes with being on such a rigid plan like that. Yes. Yeah. And you spoke a little bit about your self-talk and kind of like your relationship with yourself, but I'd love if you can share a little bit more about your body image before doing this work. Um, So it was pretty bad. I mean, I always was like, cause I feel like I carry most of my weight in my stomach and I was always insecure about it. And then once I had a baby, you know, I got stretch marks and, and just had like loose skin on my stomach and I'm like, Oh, this is so gross. And 
it's just, it just wasn't very nice. And I was like, why am I doing that to myself? <laughs> Cause it's just, it's so mean. I would never tell my friend they look disgusting. Yeah. That and disconnect. Never between... tell my son. I'm like, right. it's, I don't want him to grow up seeing it. So it was like, just lots of things that yeah. were just not nice. Yeah. That disconnect between like, I would never treat someone I love this way, mm-hmm. but I am treating myself this way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing those pieces of your story, Corinne. I know it can be quite like intimate and vulnerable and it's, it's, um, it's even just for me hearing and reflecting back, like some of these pieces I I forgot about and it's making me realize just how far you've come. So is there anything you feel like would be important to add to your story in terms of your relationship with food and body before the program, before we dive into kind of like, where are you now? Yeah. Like I literally would think about food all day because I wasn't like giving myself any nutrients throughout the day at my job because I'm hairstylist working back-to-back clients would never bring like snacks. I'm like, it's good for my diet. I need to stay within my points or I need to be under 1200 calories. And it was just awful. And so constantly thinking about that, getting home and being like so hungry and angry, (laughs) hangry for real. It was, yeah. So just like the mental work it took to exist in my body when I was dieting was just a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where I think it's like, like when you say, oh, I went on Weight Watchers after I had my child and it like worked. It's I always like to kind of challenge folks. And I know we've, you and I have talked about this already, but like, what does it mean to work? Because, okay, if you've lost the weight, but you have no brain space, no energy, like all you can think about is food. Is that actually working? Or did it just have like one specific outcome, which is weight loss, but perhaps isn't like fitting into your life in a sustainable way? Yeah. Like I wouldn't even share goldfish crackers with my son when he'd try to feed them to me. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't have enough points, but I wouldn't say that to him, but I would just be like, no, thanks. I'm full. Even though I was like, Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. And going back to our discovery call, I think about how much of your motivation came from, I keep almost saying his name, like a little, keep it anonymous. Um, how much came from of your motivation came from wanting to be an embodied example of what someone who supports folks in all different body sizes and someone who is a true intuitive eater, like what that looks like for your son. Um, and I just think about really the the ripple effect of this work and how you broke the inherited chain of dieting in your family mm-hmm. um, because you, you did this work. Right. Yeah. It's great. It's so beautiful. So tell us about where you are now with your relationship with food and body. I know that's a loaded question, but how would you say your relationship with food and body looks today? Um, I think like definitely with food, it looks really good. It's um, like, I've never been able to go out to eat and be like, leave French fries on my plate. And now it's like, I'll have a few and I'm like, well, they're not off limits. So like I can have these tomorrow if I want them. So I'm just like, Oh, I'm full. And just, yeah, I think in the beginning I was like, ooh, I'm going to buy all the food I never got to have and ate it. And who knows if I gained weight or not, but I got that out of my system, I guess. And now it's more like a gentle nutrition standpoint where I'm like, okay, this has protein, fat, carbs. That's good. And then just like very, it's more like information, not necessarily um, good or bad, just information and figuring out how to give like my meals more staying power and learning like if I eat maybe a carb heavy breakfast I should eat something with fat too so it sticks a little bit longer for me 
So and definitely body image is getting better. It's like, I feel like that's always going to be my hardest thing, but I, anytime I find myself talking badly, I think of my gifts and I think about what I'm good at and how Porter sees me. And it's just like, yeah, there's, there's no good or bad body. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to say like, the expectation isn't that you would go through a coaching program and be like, you know, I always say this, like, I love myself. I'm amazing. My body is so good. Like, I just find that to be incredibly unrealistic and too big of a leap. But what I see so much in you is kind of turning down the volume on just how much shame and pain and distress there was around your body mm-hmm. from the time that we started until now. It, you know, that that's what we're looking for is body image getting to the point where it's not getting in the way of you showing up as your fullest self at work and in your relationships and going to social events. And I think that is more of a realistic picture of what healing body image looks like because of how deeply internalized the thin ideal and the beauty ideals are. It can be unrealistic for many people to be like, oh, I'm at this place where I just love myself. Right. I agree. I definitely love myself more than I ever have though. So beautiful. That's so beautiful. And what would you say, you mentioned gifts. Some people listening or watching might be like, what does that mean? Um, So to kind of put it in your own words, what would you say were some of the the parts of the body image work that allowed you to get to this place where you love yourself more than you ever have? Definitely uncovering the gifts that are basically things that people don't see unless they know you or like things that like, I think that the earth is amazing. There's like, it's crazy that we have enough air and water and light and everything for the amount of beauty that's here. And so just like realizing things like that, like I'm more than my body and I get to experience life in this body. And like, I'm lucky it allows me to walk and play and run after my kid. And just like, it's, I'm just very lucky that I get to do that. Mm, So beautiful, Corinne. I hear so much in that, a quote that comes from that book, More Than a Body of Your Body, or maybe it's not even a quote. It's like the subtitle of the book. Your body is an instrument, not an ornament. Yes. Yeah. And I was always an ornament. So which I feel bad because I think my mom and it still feels that way. And so hopefully sometime I can sit down with her and talk to her about how important it is to just be... (laughs) Of course, so many women feel that way. So many humans feel that way because that's Mm -hmm. been mainstream for so long. And yeah, it can be really hard to watch your loved ones still stuck in those old mindsets that you've worked so hard to overcome. And I always like to say, like, it is not our work. You know, I always say this to you to fix others and you are doing enough by doing the work for yourself. Mm -hmm. Going back to some of the pieces about food in your story, how would you say, like you mentioned before this work, there was a lot of trying not to eat throughout the day to quote unquote, be good. And then coming home and it's like cabinets flying, feeling out of control. How would you say that shifted? Um, that was like a complete 180. Cause I basically every day, even if it's like just snacks for at work, like nuts and cheese and grapes and stuff that I'll have something at work. So I don't feel like anxious, like, well, what if I get really hungry? Cause I'm not a huge fan of like ordering delivery because it's so expensive. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not paying $20 for a sandwich to come to my door. So Mm -hmm. I just like to bring stuff. Otherwise, then I feel like anxious. I notice 
feeling because there was one day I forgot it and I'm like fine I'll order Jimmy John's because I just need to eat something which before I would have been like well I'll just make it till I till I get home at 5 30 and be hungry and so it's really nice to yeah just have that security of knowing that I'm going to eat and that it's okay to eat and especially around other people because I used to not want to eat in front of people because I worried what they would think of me if I was eating which is I'm just yeah no, that's so common. That's one yeah. of the most common things. I would say like almost every single one of my clients has that like yeah. fear of how they're being perceived. Um, mm-hmm. And how has eating more consistently throughout the day and honoring hunger cues impacted your experience of eating past comfortable fullness or binging? Definitely don't eat past comfortable fullness anymore. It's I can't even remember the last time I've done that. And so that's really nice. And don't feel the need to like, so it was just Halloween and we had all this candy from our kid. And normally I would have eaten probably like 10 pieces, like the little mini ones, you know, like right after that night. And I was like, "Mm." I had like one or two and I was like, that's good. (laughs) And sometimes I like, I tried a Milky Way because I hadn't had one in so long. And I was like, that's not my thing. So I threw it away. I'm like, that is just crazy. Yeah, that like discernment of like, oh, actually, there's some sweets I like and some I don't like yeah. versus, oh my God, all sweets are off limits. So they're like so exciting. Yeah, it's crazy. Amazing. So, I love hearing that update. Yeah. We haven't talked since Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I l- always love these like experiences where it's your first Halloween as an intuitive eater. It's going to be your first, you know, Christmas and then New Year's and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They're such fun milestones to reflect on. Right. Yeah. I was very surprised and very happy. So I didn't feel, and like, I didn't feel guilt eating one or two. And then the ripple of being able to be present with your child on Halloween, instead of being like, I feel so ill because I just ate myself sick. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. And like, he does the same thing. Like he, he hasn't asked for candy for like, he'll go like three or four days without asking for a piece of his candy. And then he'll, you know, one day he wants like four or five pieces and I just let him and then he'll realize, oh, my tummy hurts. And I'm just like, okay. Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so lucky to have you as a mom. That's amazing. It's so beautiful. So is there anything that you feel like um, you would say to someone that is on the fence about intuitive eating and, and the embodied method, someone who's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if this will work for me. Like, it feels like it's the kind of thing that like is good in theory, but like, you know, I'm too far gone. My relationship with food, there's no way I could ever just have a piece of Halloween candy and leave the rest. I think that I was in that exact position. And, you know, I thought about it for a few months and talked with my husband. And I was just like, it's either I pay all this now and feel better for the rest of my life, or I'm going to keep paying these diet memberships and be mentally not okay for the rest of my life. So I feel like, you know, in the long, in the long term, you do save money because it's not a recurring subscription that you have to keep signing up for to keep in the program and keep losing weight or seeing results. It's a lifelong journey that you have the tools now mm-hmm. to do it on your own. And it's great. Like, I just really love it. And I couldn't be more thankful for you. Oh, Corinne, yeah. I have chills in my body. Yeah, I love that. I'm like, sign up, do it for real. Like it, it literally, <laughs> I tell everybody it's the best money I've ever spent on myself. It's such an honor to hear you say that. And and I love the way you describe it's like, yes, you're going to invest up front and 
the alternative is a never ending cycle of jumping from one membership and one diet plan to another and also the lost time and energy and stolen memories, stolen brain space to yeah. diet culture. So I think of like not only the financial costs of staying in diet culture, but also like the the time, the yeah. energy. And the health costs because weight cycling is not good. So Amen. Look at you bringing that up. I'll not be doing that anymore. And like, I'll have clothes that just fit me and I'll just be the size I am. Yes, that's such a good point. That's so beautiful. I won't have to, you know, you have to buy a new wardrobe every time you go on a diet. I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And the the mental whiplash of of going through that experience of like, oh, I don't fit this. I don't fit that. What's wrong with me when really regaining weight after losing weight is your body protecting you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Is there anything else we missed or anything else you feel called to share? I just love you. And I will miss our talks. That was my I favorite part too. Was being with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, really it's so good. special. It is so easy to talk to. And just like, I felt like you were a friend before we even met. So it's been really easy to like open up and share with you. Thank you so much for the kind words, Corinne. It's the feeling is so mutual. Thank you for being here and thank you for sharing your story. It means so much. It's such an inspiration. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Popping back in after the episode to give a huge thank you to Corinne for being so vulnerable and open to sharing her story on the podcast here with you. I hope that you found her story inspiring. I hope that it helped you feel less alone. I hope that it helped you know that true, deep healing is possible. It is truly possible for you. If after listening to this episode, you're like, I want to experience the peace and freedom that she describes. I want to experience a life without constantly being consumed by food thoughts and feeling guilt and shame and binging and feeling a lack of energy. If you want to heal your relationship with food and body so you can live this aligned, peaceful and fulfilling life that you somewhere in your heart know is waiting for you, then I would love to invite you to apply to my one-to-one coaching program, The Embodied Method. This is the exact program that Corinne went through in order to have these beautiful outcomes of feeling so much peace and freedom with her relationship with food and body. So I only take on a very limited number of one-to-one clients at a time, which is why you don't hear me talk about it on here so often. And this is because I give so much to my one-to-one clients. It's really important to me to be able to pour my heart and soul into that work, into all of my work. And so I'm very careful about my bandwidth and and uh, taking only a limited number of one-to-one clients helps me to really deeply support everyone who I do work with. So right now, which if you're listening to this live, it is December, 2023. And right now we have two spots open for one-to-one coaching in the Embodied Method. If you're listening to this in the future, then definitely reach out and apply because even if we don't currently have a spot open, there might be a spot opening in a month or two months and we can make sure that you get 
on a discovery call to be able to secure the next open spot. So this is this program is my flagship program. It's my proven method. I've taken over 50 clients through this one-to-one process. And if you are not sure if it's the right fit for you, then you can still apply and we will hop on a free discovery call, which my goal on that call is really to learn more about you and your story to be able to see if it's going to be a good fit for you. And I so value integrity. It's never my intention to just like push you into a program that I don't believe would be a beautiful fit. So I encourage you if you've been thinking about it or if you've been seeking more support and guidance, someone to walk with you on your intuitive eating and body image journey head to the link in the show notes, give yourself the gift of applying, and we can see what happens from there. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me at leah at leahkernrd.com. And I look forward to connecting with you, reviewing your application, and seeing what comes from there. Thanks for listening. And again, thanks to Corinne for sharing her story. And I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, if it inspired you, if you learned something, it would mean so much to me if you rated it and reviewed it. And if you feel called to, share it with someone who it might resonate with. You can find me on Instagram at leahkern.rd. You can also join my weekly newsletter by visiting leahkernrd.com. And I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.